The Bible Study Podcast, episode 556. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 1 Kings 14. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're continuing on the story of the two kingdoms here, the two kingdoms forever separate, Israel and Judah. And we're going to start in Israel with Jeroboam. At that time, Abijah, son of Jeroboam, became ill. And Jeroboam said to his wife, Go disguise yourself so you won't be recognized as the wife of Jeroboam. Then go to Shiloh. Ahijah, the prophet, is there. The one who told me I would be king over this people, take ten loaves of bread with you, some cake and a jar of honey, and go to him. He will tell you then what will happen to the boy. So Jeroboam's wife did what he said and went to Ahijah's house in Shiloh. Now Ahijah could not see. His sight was gone because of his age. But the Lord had told Ahijah, Jeroboam's wife is coming to ask you about her son, for he is ill, and you are to give her such and such an answer. When she arrives, she will pretend to be someone else. So when Ahijah heard the sound of her footsteps at the door, he said, Come in, wife of Jeroboam, why this pretense? I have been sent to you with bad news. Go tell Jeroboam that this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I raised you up from among the people and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. I tore the kingdom away from the house of David and gave it to you, but you have not been like my servant David, who kept my commands and followed me with all his heart, doing only what was right in my eyes." You have done more evil than all who lived before you. You have made for yourself other gods, idols made of metal. You have aroused my anger and turned your back on me. Because of this, I am going to bring disaster on the house of Jeroboam. I will cut off from Jeroboam every last male heir in Israel, slave or free. I will burn up the house of Jeroboam as one burns dung until it is all gone. Dogs will eat those belonging to Jeroboam, who die in the city, and the birds will feed on those who die in the country. The Lord has spoken. As for you, go back home. When you set foot in your city, the boy will die. All Israel will mourn for him and bury him. He is the only one belonging to Jeroboam who will be buried. Because he is the only one in the house of Jeroboam in whom the Lord, the God of Israel, has found anything good. The Lord will raise up for himself a king over Israel who will cut off the family of Jeroboam, Even now this is beginning to happen, and the Lord will strike Israel so that it will be like a reed swaying in the water. He will uproot Israel from this good land that he gave to their ancestors and scatter them beyond the Euphrates River because they aroused the Lord's anger by making Asherah poles. And he will give Israel up because of the sins Jeroboam has committed and has caused Israel to commit. Then Jeroboam's wife got up and left and went to Tirzah, As soon as she stepped over the threshold of the house, the boy died. They buried him, and all Israel mourned for him, as the Lord had said through his servant the prophet Ahijah. The other events of Jeroboam's reign, his wars and how he ruled, are written in the book of the Annals of the Kings of Israel. He reigned for twenty-two years and then rested with his ancestors, and Nadab, his son, succeeded him as king. So Jeroboam gets some bad news here. He sends his wife because he knows that he will be recognized, and he figures that she won't be if she goes in disguise, to try and find out from the prophet who said he would be king. He has to go to Israel to find this prophet. There is no apparently prophet right now 
in Israel who can tell him this truth or no one who he trusts. And he knows that Ahijah speaks the truth. And so he wants to go find out what's going to happen to his son. Now, if you go to a fortune teller these days, someone who you pay to tell you what's going to happen, you will probably get good news because anybody who takes your money and then gives you this kind of advice doesn't stay in business. Whether or not this is true or not is a different matter, but Ahijah has to tell the truth. He is the Lord's prophet. That is his role, is to speak forth the word of God. That's what prophet means. That's what prophet does. And we'll see that again and again and again in these stories. And so he gives Jeroboam's wife this bad news, that not only is your boy going to die, but all of the other people in the family are going to die and won't be buried, won't be mourned, that Jeroboam broke the agreement that God had with him, that if he would be faithful to God, that God would be faithful to him. So really bad news. But I also like the fact that she comes to this blind prophet. She walks in and the blind prophet says, hey, Jeroboam's wife, why this pretense? Like, if you think that I can tell what God is saying, if you think that I can tell the truth, not just predict the future, but really bring you a word from God, don't you think that he would tell me that you're here? And this is part of the proof of who he is, that what he's going to say is going to happen. And we don't get the rest of the story yet, but we do get that the boy does die, as Ahijah says. And Jeroboam dies after ruling for a fair amount of time. And then we get his son becomes king, but we're going to see what happens later to the son, because now we're going to switch back to Judah. And that's the way the story is going to go from now on, is we're going to be jumping back and forth between Israel and Judah. And it's going to get a little easier because Rehoboam and Jeroboam gets a little confusing. Those names sound kind of similar. But now we're back in Judah, and we get Rehoboam, king of Judah. Rehoboam, son of Solomon, was king in Judah. He was 41 years old when he became king, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city the Lord had chosen out from of all the tribes of Israel in which to put his name. His mother's name was Nama. She was an Ammonite. Now, let's pause here for a second. First of all, the mother is from one of these other tribes that Solomon wasn't supposed to marry into. Second of all, I said last week, or the week before, rather, that Rehoboam was young and foolish. Well, he was 41 years old. He was just foolish. We really can't even give him the benefit of the doubt that, well, he was so young that he wasn't wise yet. If you get to 41 and you're not wise yet, I don't hold out a lot of hope for you. So for some reason, Rehoboam got to the age of 41 and made the foolish decision that got 10 of the 12 tribes ripped from his hands. And then it continues, Judah did evil in the eyes of the Lord. By the sins they committed, they stirred up his jealous anger more than those who were before them had done. They also set up for themselves high places, sacred stones, and Asherah poles on every high hill and under every spreading tree. There were even male shrine prostitutes in the land, and the people engaged in all the detestable practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. Again, I'm going to pause there for a second. Remember that Jeroboam, king of Israel, he starts practicing false religion. He starts setting up two idols 
because, you know, saying these are the God that brought you out of Israel for political expediency. If I let the people go down to Jerusalem to worship, they will eventually, their heart will return to Rehoboam and to the kings in Judah. There's no good reason given why this starts to happen in Judah. Now, it could be connected to remember that before Solomon died, he started worshiping other gods and he put up high places. And so it, his leadership could be continuing on that we're continuing to move away from God. And back to the practices of the people that they drove out. And remember, those practices were so bad, those detestable practices, they were part of the big part of the reason why God drove these people out. So telling verse back in Exodus where Abraham is given the land, but he's told he's not going to have it till much later because the sin of this people is not yet complete. God wasn't done with them yet. And eventually, though, God was done with them because he was so frustrated by the sin that they were committing. Well, now Judah is starting to commit those same sins. Sexual sins, religious sins, worshiping other gods is the big, big thing here. And then the practices, as we talked about last time, of the detestable practices often have to do with child sacrifice. In the 50th year of King Rehoboam, Shishak, king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem. He carried off the treasures of the temple of the Lord and the treasures of the royal palace. He took everything, including all the gold shields Solomon had made. So King Rehoboam made bronze shields to replace them and assigned these to the commanders of the guard on duty at the entrance to the royal palace. Whenever the king went to the Lord's temple, the guards bore the shields, and afterward they returned them to the guard room. As for the other events of Rehoboam's reign and all he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? There was continual warfare between Rehoboam and Jeroboam, and Rehoboam rested with his ancestors and was buried with them in the city of David. His mother's name was Namah, and she was an Ammonite. And Abijah, his son, succeeded him as king. That's not a lot to say about Rehoboam. Rehoboam has no good words said about him in this book, neither did Jeroboam. So we're off on a bad start here as we've got two kingdoms. We're in a race to the bottom. And it's interesting, this this little episode that it remembers here about Egypt attacks and all of that gold. Remember all of that gold that Solomon had collected because people brought him all of these treasures because of his wisdom is now all gone. All the gold shields are gone. All the gold in the temple is gone. All the gold in the royal palaces is gone. And he replaces it with bronze. And so from now on, those shields that were gold will be bronze. From now on, everything is a bad copy of what it was under the height of Solomon. And it all started to go astray when Solomon looks away, turns away from God, and doesn't put first things first, the worship of God first. Remember, it's Solomon who's told that because of what you've done, I'm going to tear this kingdom, most of the kingdom, from your son. So it's Solomon's sin first, and then Rehoboam just adds sin on sin, and things are only getting worse. I'll give you some hope that in in Judah, things are going to get worse and better and worse and better, and we're going to have some good news, just not yet. <laughs> With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or better yet, 
Leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.